Life Audio. You're listening to Therapy and Theology, and I'm your host, Carly Merclear. This podcast is a space where we explore popular topics and questions related to the convergence of faith, feelings, spiritual formation, and more. My prayer is that through these conversations, we will grow in our awareness of who we are as beloved children of God, learn to acknowledge our needs and emotions with curiosity and compassion, and rediscover the purpose and power of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. As a licensed therapist and ministry leader, I want to give voice to the many questions we face while cultivating a clearer view of how our faith informs our healing journey. I don't have all the answers, but I am committed to going deeper and walking together. So whether you've been to therapy or know exactly what you believe when it comes to theology, I want to invite you to join this journey as we fearlessly name the complexities of our present reality and press into the hope of the gospel story. So are you ready? Let's jump into today's question and begin this journey together. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hello, friends. Wow, I cannot believe we're already in the third week of our New Year's series. Happy 2023. If you're just joining us for the first time, I am looking forward to diving back into this topic of Sabbath and its elements for rhythms of living. So if you haven't listened to the last few episodes, no worries. But if you have time, I want to encourage you to go back and get more context for this series But today, we are going to specifically be focusing on the element of Sabbath rhythm that many of us may even feel not aware of, and that is the practice of delight. The Old Testament scriptures speak of Sabbath as a delight and to delight in the Sabbath. Isaiah 58, 13 says, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on the day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. The message version of this passage I love so much. It says this, if you watch your step on the Sabbath and don't use my holy day for personal advantage, if you treat the Sabbath as a day of joy, God's holy day as a celebration, you honor it by refusing business as usual, making money or running here and there, then you'll be free to enjoy God. I just love how 
this passage invites us into not a legalistic perspective of how Sabbath should be a delight, but how in refusing to be pulled in by the way of the world, running here and there, we can finally feel free to enjoy God. And so joy is the awareness of God's grace, and thus delight on the Sabbath can be seen as delighting in the good gifts God has given us, because all good gifts come from God and are evidence of His grace. You know, just the other day, I was talking to one of my friends about the components of Sabbath, and we were exploring the way that each of these aspects of Sabbath kind of builds off of one another. So first in stopping, then in slowing down and resting from the busyness and distractions before then we can pay attention to the delight that's around us. So I'm learning so much that in my slowing down and making space, I'm actually creating the context for experiencing delight. So what is delight though? Let's define it and how it connects to our desires and God's heart for us. Delight is simply this, experiencing pleasure, enjoying what is good, what is present and what brings us fulfillment. Now, this definition might even make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but for many, I think myself included, allowing ourselves to engage in and embody delight can feel unfamiliar, uncomfortable, or even wrong or sinful. The reason for this is that I think in many ways, our culture has distorted a healthy view of desire for pleasure. As a result, we have begun to link the concept of delight with a twofold distortion in our theology. Delight is selfish, and therefore, it is sinful. Ruth Haley Barton, author, speaker, and spiritual formation leader, has spoken greatly on the importance of desire within the spiritual formation context. She states, Our ability to recognize desires and longings is the beginning of the spiritual journey. And I couldn't agree with her more. She has made some powerful connections between how our unmet, distorted, or even dismissed desires in our lives play a large part in our current disconnection to our desires and our negative view of them. Yet, is desiring what is good wrong? Is experiencing delight and pleasure sinful? You know, from a psychological perspective, I think I see this in the templates that we create in our lives. If we have had desires or even healthy longings that have been dismissed or even shamed in our family systems, creating a context for healthy delight is going to be really difficult. So, First, I think it's maybe coming back to the realization that what am I believing or what have I associated with this idea of delight? And these constructs are going to play a huge role in how I participate in this practice. But one of the best ways I think we can approach these questions and help shift our perspective on delight and desires is to go back to our design as creations of God and the perspective of God's heart for us so that we can differentiate the difference between desire of the flesh, aka whatever feels good, do it, and the invitation to delight in God's good gifts. His desire for us and his invitation to us is to practice experiencing his goodness, grace, love, belonging, comfort, joy, and fellowship. This is what he designed us for, yet our exiled heritage has taught us otherwise. We have, much like Eve, been deceived by counterfeit forms of delight, ones that leave us even more longing and with unmet needs. 
But pleasure per se is not anti-God. I love how one commentator put it. He said, pleasure is, in one sense, simply the gauge of how much importance we place on what we value. I love this definition because it helps us understand where we're placing our value. So how much importance do we place on the value of our relationship with God? Sabbath is a time set aside to enjoy God, as the scripture says. And this doesn't necessarily mean we sit alone all day reading scripture, but those are popular ways of being in the presence of God. What I find is that delighting in God's presence during the Sabbath is a weekly practice of experiencing good things as tangible ways to experience God in our lives. So oftentimes, though, I feel that we can tend to polarize our spiritual lives, which makes this delight concept very difficult. Living in a sacred and secular divided state, we can disconnect from what we assume to be unholy versus holy. I process this concept a lot with my clients, and it's a powerful shift for many to see how even simple enjoyments like drinking a good cup of coffee or taking a bike ride or enjoying dinner with friends can be a holy moment, one which God has gifted to us. This is what the psalmist speaks of in Psalm 27 when he says, One thing I ask, and this I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And we are designed to be in connection and in God's presence continually. Yet this union has been shattered by our human state, which sought to find a light apart from God. So the practice of Sabbath delight is much like an exercise of seeking to experience the presence of God. It is intentionally asking and seeking the fullness of joy God offers us. I love the definition that John Mark Homer gives for Sabbath. He says that Sabbath is not a day for religious duty, but a life-giving day of delight, a weekly party. I love that. It is a full day set aside to celebrate our life with God in his world. And it's designed to be done in community, not alone. Few things are more provocative in the modern world than communities of joy. And this is what I think we can anchor ourselves in when we start to learn how to delight. Something that I've been talking a lot about is finding our way back to our design for delight. Because I think for so many, we have disembodied from this experience or we found that our delight is somehow causing distress and in some ways maybe feeling more flesh-oriented than holy. And so this concept might be new to many of us, but it's one that we can explore when it comes to viewing delight and desire for enjoyment as a gift from God. I think of the passage in Ecclesiastes that says, eat, drink, and be merry, for this is a delight of God to be in fellowship and to experience and enjoy the gifts of the world that we have been placed in. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi. 
Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So in our human state, though, I think sometimes we don't naturally desire God or his goodness, maybe because we've narrowed it to certain practices or constructs. But what if we could grow in this redemption to our connection to God? You know, through reconciliation, our relationship with goodness can be repaired and our heart's desires, even those that we maybe label as sinful, speak to our divine nature and invite us to find true and lasting fulfillment in our Creator. So with this exploration, I want us to talk through some practical ways to engage in delight. Now, built on the two practices we've talked about already, stopping and resting, I want to give some thoughts to how we might frame what is delight for us. And I want to anchor it in Philippians 4, 8. The Apostle Paul invites those in Philippi to intentionally fix their attention on what is good, what is given by God and embodied in the personhood of Christ. He says this, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts, your intentions, your minds on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Whenever I read this passage, I think it's just like a breath of fresh air. Like, wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Wouldn't it be nice if we constantly were fixing our attention on what is good? And we can do this. And this is what Sabbath offers us, refusing the business as usual, the running here and there, and to really fix our attention. And I believe expand our exposure of goodness. So this is what it means to bring heaven to earth. And I truly believe that, that we are called and designed to enjoy and celebrate life. And the rhythm of Sabbath gives us a weekly intention to do that. So just some simple ideas, if you need some, for practicing this concept of delight and finding the goodness of true and honorable and right and pure and lovely things in each day. I want to encourage you to think outside the box here. Because I think, again, we can get so focused on what is maybe what God or Christian circles would say is holy. But what if we brought the intention of God into everything we did? This changes everything, doesn't it? So asking yourself, what is true? What is authentic? What is honorable and right and just and good and kind, both to myself and others? What is praiseworthy and excellent? What do I feel like is excellent? What do I enjoy? What is my heart get excited about. Maybe it's cooking with friends. Maybe it's resting on the couch and taking a nap. You know, there's been so many times recently during my Sabbaths where I've had to intentionally check in with myself. 
because I have an idea for what I should do as delight and rest. But then I get to it and I have to check in and say, is this truly what I need right now? And asking myself, you know, God has given me this opportunity to delight in him. So if it's not a run today, maybe it's a walk. If it's not spending time with people, maybe it's spending time alone or vice versa. So thinking through all of this as you go into a Sabbath day and figuring out what feels restful, what feels kind and gentle and pure and celebratory to your day. So I hope this week you throw a party and enjoy delight in a new and profound way. Today, I want to close with a meditation from Dan Allender. He says this about Sabbath and delight. The Sabbath is an invitation to delight, to enter delight. The Sabbath, when experienced as God intended, is the best day of our lives. Without question or thought, it is the best day of the week. It is a day we anticipate on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and the day we remember on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Sabbath is a holy time where we feast and play and dance, have sex and sing and pray and laugh and tell stories and read and paint and walk and watch creation in its fullness. Few people are willing to enter the Sabbath and sanctify it to make it holy because a full day of delight and joy is more than most people can bear in a lifetime, let alone a week. So I pray this over you that we will anticipate Sabbath as a beautiful day to enter rest and goodness that God has offered us. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Therapy and Theology. If you have a question or topic you would like discussed on a future episode, please feel free to email me or drop it in the comments. Also, don't forget to subscribe to have each week's episode instantly downloaded to your podcasts and see the show notes for resources mentioned in this episode. To access more content and join my monthly email list for the latest updates and info, visit my website at carlymarcoyer.com. If you're hearing this right now, you're probably like, who the heck is this and why are they playing during my favorite podcast? And I get it. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to introduce myself. My name is Trevor Tyson, and I'm the host of Trevor Talks, where we talk to real people about real topics and real stories. I just want to invite you, if you love podcasts, if you love music, if you love books and love hearing from the people who create it, come check us out at Trevor Talks. Simply go to Google or Life Audio, type in Trevor Talks, and it'll pop on up. Hope you have a great day.